Okay, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to The Camera Adds 10 Pounds. I'm your host, Peter Sears, and today we are in a very special place. You can kind of say, uh, I feel like Charlie uh, from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory right now um, after getting a nice little tour of the facility here. We are here today in Santa Cruz. Are we in Santa Cruz? We're in Santa Cruz. Um, and I'm sitting down with the CEO of Big Pete's Treats, my favorite edible company. Um, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the CEO of Big Pete's Treats, Pete Furtado. Thanks, Peter. Uh, dude, thank you so much for giving me the tour and for just for, for, for giving me the time today. Um, this is very exciting for me because people that have listened to this podcast from the beginning know that I'm pretty sure my my marijuana journey didn't start until after I started doing this. Because um, I was, you'll learn a little bit about uh, me as we go along. As I'll learn a little bit about you, but um, I was. Uh, <laughs> so Pete and I have a lot in common, which you guys will also discover. But um, one, he's Pete Junior. Yep. As am I. Um, his dad's Big Pete, hence the name Big Pete. Uh, my dad was Big Pete. He's no longer with us, as you guys know. Um, but we'll kind of we'll kind of go back and forth. But so so I started as someone uh, who. So my dad, when I was a kid, went to went to prison for marijuana. Wow. Yeah. And then, you know, kind of hard to get. And, and, and I don't know the specifics of it because I was lied to it. I was lied about it, too, as a kid. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't find out until later on. But I'm, I'm assuming that it was probably hard for him to get a job and whatnot, like after the fact. Um, and so anyway, but fast forward, you know, he... Uh, God, there's so many parts of this story, but my dad got into a motorcycle accident because he didn't go away to school, um, blah, blah, blah. And that's probably where he started, you know, running what was considered drugs back then, obviously. Um, and then fast forward that he had, he, he works, but now he's, he abuses alcohol and maybe some other things. And then fast forward to there, um, when I was like, like, like late teens, early twenties, my dad started, uh, using and selling meth, which is way worse than marijuana uh, stuff. Huh? yeah awful stuff and uh then fast forward he went to prison for meth right actually i passed by uh, soledad on the way up here um and then he died <laughs> he smoked too much meth i joke about it so it's fine um so anyway um i was very anti like drugs right for the longest time because i grew up with a father who was a substance abuser and everything but as i got older you know bones started aching I started doing stand-up, had a hard time sleeping um, just because, you know, I perform, like I get amped up. Whether I have a good show or a bad show, um, it's just like it's hard to go to sleep. And then one of my friends was like, you know, you should do you should do marijuana. And I was like, oh, I can't. Like, I don't, I, you know, I, was, I, I, I wasn't anti. I was just anti for me. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't sleep. And then one day, um, my, my girlfriend and I went to the dispensary. We got some cookies. I had like a five milligram at that time and I had the best night of sleep in my life. And I was like, well, this is part of my life now. Nice. And so, and, and I've evolved, you know, I, I started to educate myself and, and obviously, you know, way more than I do. Um, right. But I just, I've become, I don't want to like an advocate, but like, I don't have like a huge platform, but like I tell people, I'm like, if you have this, if you have this, like marijuana is the best and so and, and for someone like me like I run a lot like I, I'm training for a marathon I don't like smoke in my lungs right. even though I know it's good for you and the benefit the medicinal benefits of marijuana but 
I still like the benefits without the smoke, so that's where edibles come in. Yeah. And you guys make the best fucking edibles that I know. Uh, so let's just talk about that. Like, I know your dad, you, we talked about your dad started the company uh, 2010, 2010, right? 2010, yeah. Yep. Uh, here, here, either go a little bit closer yep. or I'll turn it up. We're good. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, we started 2010 out of my dad's home kitchen, right? And, and uh, that was right when I was kind of finishing up school and, and baseball out in Oklahoma City. That's right. He he played baseball in Oklahoma City. What's the, what's the school again? Mid-America Christian University. Yeah, so all you peeps in Oklahoma City, there you go. Yep. Uh, he, you played baseball there. I played baseball there, yeah, right? so we have that in common as well. And, and so kind of, um, you know, when we were graduating college, it was, you know, right after the 2008 recession. And it wasn't like, you know, I grew up my whole life. I go to college. You're going to get a great job, blah, blah, blah. And so we were kind of part of that kind of first class of, you know, you weren't getting a good job <laughs> right. out of college. Right? right. And so, you know, I think uh, my dad, uh, you know, he saw that, but he was also kind of semi-retired at the time. And we were just into cannabis and into getting stoned and uh -huh. you know and 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 saw the business opportunity and we and i think my dad and i are both kind of just natural entrepreneurial entrepreneurs you know uh -huh. and, and um so so we so we went for it and we were growing some some weed up in the hills with our with our cousin and that's you, how it started are you allowed to talk about this yeah. was like was it like do you, do you guys grow legal weed at that time yeah it was all it was medical okay okay yeah. got, it, got it got it i didn't know I mean, you know, it was, uh, you know, there was a little gray area, I'm right? Sure, but, of course, but but yeah, no, we were we were growing weed up in the hills, and uh, we had extra trim. Uh huh. Right? And back then, this is you know probably 2009, 2010, and back then people were like throwing the trim away, right? right. Okay, sometimes you made some hash or this or that, but the trim wasn't the this big thing. So we had extra trim. Is this what I'm sorry? Is this what people also call shake? Shake, yeah, Same shake thing. Okay. trim. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of the the plant material after you trim the the buds right. you're left over with the, the we call it trim right yeah, right? yeah okay. and, and so that's what you make the butter out of and and we're a, we're still old school in that approach where we make cannabis butter the old fashioned way slow cook method you take the the trim and buds and byproducts and you, you, you put it in a big kettle and, and uh -huh. cook it with the butter. And, you know, it's about a three-day process from start to finish. And, 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 and that's kind of where it all started, right? My dad was making the butter. Uh, his girlfriend uh, was, was making all the us cookies all the time, right, during Christmas and, and stuff. She'd be making us cookies. So we said, all right, let's make cookies, butter. Let's put this together and let's, let's go to these stores and start selling them. And, and it was just really perfect timing, really. That's what I always say. Yeah. It's like the timing of our business just worked out. Uh, there was it went from zero to a hundred dispensaries in San Jose, right? We're we're based out of Santa Cruz, so San Jose is about a thirty minute drive over the hill, uh -huh. and, and we were we had access to like a hundred stores, and and everybody just loved our cookies from day one, and and the rest is sort of history. That's, so like uh, I just for anyone out there, uh, I don't know if you guys paid attention to that, but his dad's girlfriend was giving cookies away to people. Um, they make the best Christmas presents. So if you have anybody in your family or a friend circle, if you give them marijuana cookies, they will they will love it. it's the it's a gift like it's the best stock it's the best gift yeah. period no doubt yeah like it's the like I'm like thank you like you know people get you like weird shit and you're like you try to pretend like you're like you know it's a thought that counts obviously yeah. but there's never been a point when someone's given me edibles and I haven't been like oh fuck yeah thank yeah. you like I'm gonna use this no gift yeah. <laughs> uh, okay so you guys that that's what we were talking about when we were walking around uh, uh, the what do you call it? factory where yeah the factory the the uh, distribution hub unlike other companies you guys make your own butter yeah which is so like how does 
So other, com- I know you told me, but like mm-hmm. other companies order their butter or well, a lot of edibles are just made with like oil distillate, right? Okay, so it's a highly refined just cannabis distillate, and you can you can just pour it in and and, and you know make it like that, right? Anybody uh-huh. can make a cookie with distillate. Got it, right? But that's that's our uniqueness. That's our differentiator. That's the highest quality way to make an edible uh-huh. baked good is going to be with can of butter, right? Our vegan line doesn't have butter but has coconut oil so it's the exact same process interesting just with the coconut oil so those are what like the you guys have like the coconut the strawberry coconut and the vanilla coconut yep those are vegan they're vegan and gluten-free and interesting uh you know a bunch of other things i remember (laughs) i uh organic when i was in so in oklahoma we were talking about um when i was there it's only medicinal right and since i was always planning on coming back to california i didn't uh you have to have it's not like and I don't know what it was like here because I was I lived here, but because I had a medicinal card before it went recreational, but I don't know if you had to be a resident to get a medicinal card here. You know, I don't think so. I think you could. Yeah, I don't. I feel like you didn't. I think at, at, at the end you could come from another state and, yeah. and get it. Yeah. So in Oklahoma, you have to have an right. Oklahoma license. So I would always have to have like a person right. get me. You know, whatever, because I, I, I refused to get an or I actually tried because I got tired of like asking people to go get me, you know, cookies or whatever. But because it was covid, there was like, you know, you couldn't even make an appointment for the DMV. So like I couldn't. And then after a while, I'm like, well, I'm not going to be here that long. So whatever. Uh, and then I remember uh, I had a girl that had come to one of my shows and was like, if you ever need, you know, edibles, let me know. I work with it. I was like, OK, cool. And so then I called her and then one day I went to her house. And she like went on this whole like rant about how she only eats vegan edibles and started talking about how it was bad. To, and I'm like, okay, you're not my person to go to anymore. <laughs> like, I, that's the last thing I thought about. But right, right. I guess obviously in California, it's a big, a lot of people that are vegan. Yeah. So well, it's just a little healthier alternative, maybe, right? Is it? I don't know. Is it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just vegan. Like it's, it's just, just vegan. For some people, it's a moral. It's a moral thing. And yeah. for some people, the gluten-free thing might be a thing because right. some people can't process gluten. So right. that makes sense. But vegan, I'm like, that's the last thing I'm worried about if I'm eating an edible. But you guys do it. So well, yeah. There's people that you know we want to we want to make yeah. something for everybody. Right? Exactly. Yeah, so I get it. And it's easy for us to do. It's part of the same process. We just have to make the coconut oil instead. But right. you know, it's just as we're building our business, that's just you know one niche area that we can you know sell sell more more products right more to more people so so your dad was started kind of just doing it out of a passion really it was i mean, I mean and a business but but uh, part of the story also is is we were doing the same thing right we, we i had a friend that actually had cancer okay. and so you know and he's he's doing well now okay but but back then this is you know probably 2008 and so he got his card uh-huh. He got his medical card and, and we would go to the store with him. He had a 50% discount or something because he was a real patient. <laughs> right, right, right. And so we'd tell, oh, yeah, yeah, give me a, here's some, here's 50 bucks. Give me, you know, give me an extra eighth or something. And, and that's when, and then my dad got his card. He's like, uh-huh. okay, this is cool. I want to get my card. Went into the stores, saw all the products, saw this massive opportunity. And we knew that, you know, I think at that point, it was on the ballot. I yeah, want to say there say, was something on the oh, ballot. Oh, no, ten was about <laughs> Prop 19 yeah. that did not pass, right? The first and time, right? It didn't the first pass. time. Yeah. And so we knew that legalization was coming, and that was really our whole model was kind of get ready for legalization because when that happens, we want to be already established, already in the door. 
And I mean, if it, and if you're starting an edible company today, it's way harder to get in to get right. to the point where we're at today. If you were just starting fresh, you have to be like rich. Yeah, now. you gotta, especially California, right? Right. No, I it's mean, like millions. Well, you, or yeah, you got to be ready to lose money for a, you know, a while. Wow. I would I would imagine just if you're starting right now, where we had the luxury to kind of get ready for legalization, uh-huh. you know, get our compliance ready to go have the 10 milligram cookies ready. We had a lot of, we were just ready to go when they turned on legalization right? and, you know, kind of had already built up our infrastructure and scaled up by that point. Which by the way, uh, to his point, um, as we were going through the factory, one of the people from the lab was here, right? Yeah. Um, to measure potency and whatnot so they do that on a regular i'm told they do it every batch every batch so we make a batch of chocolate chip cookies maybe it's you know i'll just make up a number maybe it's five thousand packages in a uh-huh. batch, right and so then they'll come out and they'll pull whatever it is 20 bags out of that batch randomly then they go out to the the lab and they get tested the main thing that we're looking for is potency but they have all kinds of i don't know hundreds of different pesticides heavy metals a bacteria, uh-huh. right? All different things that they test for to make sure it's it, it's good. Way more testing than the food that we're accustomed to eating. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> Way more. I mean, like if if the food had to go through this testing that right. we all eat, you know, I don't know, we'd probably all be starving at this right. point. Right. Oh my god. So, but 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 it's it's you know, I think the potency part of it is is, is good, and so there's a level playing field because we were talking about that earlier. In the old days, it was like, oh yeah, it's 500 milligrams. Well, it might have been 50 milligrams. It might have been a thousand milligrams. Nobody really right. knew. You know, and 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 and, and that, that's what I feel like, uh, especially with edibles specifically, like because I, I I'm, I'm a big advocate. Like I would tell people, like if you, whatever, like if you have problems sleeping, if you have this, like do an edible. And even now, like at the point where, like sometimes, if I'm if I'm gonna write, I need to be a little bit more creative. I'm like, oh, let me just pop one in and just go on a crazy writing thing. But when I tell people, they're always like, ah, oh, you know, I had bad experience. Everyone has. Everyone has had a bad experience with an edible, right? Because back in the day, you just, you didn't know. Um, and myself included. Like I've even, <laughs> even since it's been, since it's legal and compliant, like I, you know, a friend will give you something or my brother will make something. And, um, but that's people's always like stigmas. Like, no, like I don't want to do an edible because I had a bad experience. And that's not the case because you know exactly what you're getting. Yep, you know exactly what you're getting. If you're buying it from a regulated, uh, licensed dispensary in yeah. California, you know what you're getting. It's going to be ten. If it says it's ten milligrams, it's ten milligrams. Yeah. It's within ten percent of ten milligrams. That's, right. that's the rule. But um, so that's you know you know what you're getting. We're I'm with you, man. We've all we've all had that experience, <laughs> and it's not fun, right? Where no. you overdo it, and it is you know, not. And, and then and then it does ruin kind of that. You know, you're never. A lot of people have that bad experience and never eat yeah. apples again. Yeah. Right. So I, I mean, I would have to like, I, I literally sometimes have to be like, no, trust me, dude. Like, I wouldn't lie to you. Right. Start with a five. Start or, with five milligrams. Yeah. Cut or cut the ten and a half. Uh-huh. Like, just, you know, like yep. it's going to be fine. Um, there's two instances. One, <laughs> I always tell the story. I don't know. If I told it on this podcast before, but, um, you know, sometimes like uh, when I go to a city comedy club, will have like someone that works at the club pick you up from the airport or whatever take you to your hotel or your condo whatever wherever you're staying um hey if you need anything whatever so this guy picks us up takes us to the hotel tells us what time we have to be at the venue blah 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 he's like you guys need anything and i was like no we're good and he looks at it he's like you guys need anything (laughs) and i'm like 
oh, I see where this is going. I was like, and it was like, we were, it, was, it was in Wisconsin. So I didn't know what the laws were. And I'm always just like, I know we could take weed on the plane here, but when you land somewhere, you just never know. And this is a few years ago. And so I'm like, ah, I mean, I could use an edible. Like I don't have any, you know, and he's like, he pulls out a cookie, right? Just right out of his pocket, he pulls out a cookie, <laughs> puts it on. I was like, oh, cool. How many milligrams is that? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, he's like, ah, it might be like 20 or something. He's like, just eat half. He's like, I ate the whole thing yesterday. I felt fine. He's like, just start off with half and see what happens. So I'm like, okay. And I, I can't perform stoned. I can. I just don't like to. Right. Um, but I can. just want you guys to know I'm very capable. I just don't like to. Usually because I have to drive home afterwards. You shouldn't <laughs> drive stoned, but whatever. Um, so anyway, so I waited to after my show, took it. And it actually, ironically, I was in, it was in Wisconsin. Um, and it was when uh, the Dodgers were playing the Brewers. So it had to be either 2017 or 18 when they were playing them in the playoffs. It was October, and so I remember, like, you know, we're done with the show, and I'm watching the game, take the edible. You know, hour or so later, I feel something. I'm like, okay, cool. And I remember I had a long drive the next day because I had to go to the next uh, venue. And uh, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to eat the whole thing. That way I can sleep. And I woke up in the middle of the night just fucking seeing colors. <laughs> like I had never, like yeah. never before. Like yeah. colors. And I'm talking like my eyes are closed and there's still colors. And I'm like, I'm freaking out because I don't know this fucking guy. And I'm like, I don't Maybe there's something in, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And so I start freaking out. But it's this time it's at this point, it's middle of the night. I can't call the police or the ambulance because they're just going to laugh at me. And I can't call my girl because she's asleep, you know, and I'm just like, so I go on Facebook and I'm like, hey, guys, somebody gave me an edible at my show tonight. I'm freaking out. If you guys don't hear from me tomorrow morning, this is where I am. Like, send help. <laughs> and everyone thought I was joking. I was like, no, I was like really serious. I was really scared. <laughs> Um, and I couldn't go back to sleep, which made like, you know, cause I, I do it cause I have problems sleeping. Um, and yeah, you're not sleeping. And I'm just like, fuck dude. So finally, like I ended up falling asleep I, and it seemed like an eternity. I honestly don't know how long it took. And I woke up the next day just like, oh, thank God. Like I survived the night, <laughs> but like those are the kind of experiences that turn people off to edible. Totally. But when you buy them, you know, at a dispensary specifically, you're good. You're safe. No, you're dose, but. You're safe. Right. No, when when that happens, you're legitimately getting PTSD. Yeah, yeah, for real, right? Legitimately, like that's. And that's someone has told me, and I don't know, maybe you can attest to this or not, but because um, I have talked about this before with people, but they say that like if you are on a bad edible trip, that you can take CBD, yeah. and that cancels out the effects. Supposedly, that's that that works. Yeah. Supposedly, I've never really you don't tried. Know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's I don't they, know either. I've never that's what they say. Okay. I mean, what do you know. think, dude? Does that work? <laughs> Does it work? <laughs> Maybe it's an urban legend, but it's. No, I mean, I, I think it works, but yeah, you know, I just it makes I'm sense. I'm sure it doesn't. It probably still takes miracle. a minute. Yeah, yeah, right. It's right. not like instantly, but yeah. I mean, it's good to know. That's what they say. Something helps, right? It yeah. might be mental. Who knows, yeah. too, right? If you. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else you would do because it's just like, yeah, you just go to sleep, right? But if you can't sleep, then what the fuck do you do? Um, so, okay, so take us, take us like, a, you know, your, so your, your dad, obviously, he starts making them. He starts going to the dispensaries and just yeah. being like, hey, I have these cookies. Yeah. Yep. So, ha like, so at this point, had you guys already, like, gotten, like, whatever, like, regulations and stuff cleared? Oh, no. Okay. No, back then, <laughs> no, back then, you just had to get your medical card. Okay, got uh, it. So you get your medical card, and now it's like, hey, now I, I can provide medicine oh. as part of the collective. Medical card as? 
Like so, a, you get your medical card, then you go up and you sign up for the store uh-huh. or the club, right? right? And, yeah, yeah. and so now you're a member of that collective, and Got now it. you can provide medicine. And that was that okay. was the whole framework of the of Prop 215, right. which we had for about 20 plus years in California before uh, Prop 64 passed, and, and we had the recreational or the right. adult use version. So that was kind of the loophole, sort of, where it's like, you know, I'm I'm a club, I'm a member of this club. Now I can provide medicine for this club. So you just in order for it to be compliant, uh-huh. you would basically just have to be signed up for that that club. Okay, so it's, like you said, easier back then. Oh, way easier. to get in on the ground floor. Okay, that makes sense. Anybody could do it, right? There was no rules. There was nobody really governing the, you know, situation. I mean, for us, we just kind of flew under the radar in Santa Cruz. We, uh-huh. we make cookies. We I remember, we were we were when we moved out. We started my dad's home kitchen in 2010. Probably about a year later, we started blowing up a little bit, and it was like. I remember I looked over at my dad. We were at a hemp con, and I go, "Hey, man, we're going to need a commercial kitchen, you know, because just things were picking up." Right. And and, um, and so we went and we found a place on Craigslist the next week in no Santa way. Cruz, and it was perfect. This vitamin company had just moved out, and you know the landlord was this guy, and he goes, "You know, I go, yeah, we're we're baking cookies." And he goes, "Yeah," and I go, "Yeah, is this place you know certi- certified by the health department?" And he goes, "Yeah, it's been certified, but you know." Uh, don't don't ask for permission beg for forgiveness and i went okay yep <laughs> yep we make cookies right and he knows now i mean you know of course. like that but uh you know back then and he he, he knew something was going on i'm sure but right he didn't really ask too many questions and, and so we we found our place and we were very lucky because you know it's not easy to find a good place right that you know commercial building that's going to allow you to do this stuff and 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 so our landlord just kind of said hey don't ask for permission beg for forgiveness and right just gave him the thumbs up hell yeah been here ever since really and then it was the same place same place oh, yeah wow. same place but we we only had like one of the units before now we took over the whole building uh-huh. uh, plus across the street where we're at now is our distribution hub in our offices okay that's crazy yeah like i mean looking back it's like i guess my dad was entrepreneurial too <laughs> just yeah, with right. the wrong business <laughs> yeah well, you know, yeah, but didn't get busted for weed well, the that's first a, time. That, Who knows? And, that, and that's the thing, right? Because, uh, you know, I, I, I talk about it on stage, so that's why I don't have a problem talking about it. But it's like, it's weird because it's like, yeah, if he hadn't have gotten arrested and, you know, I'm not saying it ruined his life, but it certainly didn't make things easy. Well, it didn't help him. Yeah, exactly. Like, he, he didn't get any breaks. And so then maybe the path that he took post that would have been different had it not been... You know, no, it's a sh- real shame. I mean, the, yeah. the amount of lives that have just been ruined yeah. and devastated well, and held back because of cannabis and getting yeah. busted and, you know. Now, I feel like what was also interesting was, uh, so at the beginning of, at the beginning of, I've talked about this too. Everyone, I'm sorry you guys have heard some of these stories before, but um, at the beginning of COVID, so my brother worked at a, a grow house. Um, and when everything shut down, I was like, well, I need, I need money still. Like, can I come? And so I went. And just trim leaves at his grow house for like a few weeks before I went to Oklahoma. But right across the street from the grow house is a fucking prison. And I'm like, dude, in that, and, and obviously as you, as you drive up, you know, I, I, when I got off the freeway up here, like I could smell, you know, as if someone's growing somewhere, you know, but like, <laughs> but imagine like being in a prison yeah. and you can smell s- weed and you smell weed and you're in prison for weed. Like that's, that's fucking like, and I hope that I think that everyone that was in prison for just marijuana has been has been released, I think. But I'm sure at the time there was still people that were like, "Hey, man, what? Like, what are we doing? I could smell it. Why am I still in here? You know, it's fucked up." 
Well, yeah, I mean, I think in California, probably like everybody, I would imagine. Yeah, I think they're all not out too many now. people in, in, in prison for, for yeah. weed anymore in California, but there's still people in the United States. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. And, you know, who I don't know everything, the full exactly. rap sheet. Yeah, exactly. That, but but still, you know, nobody should be going to jail for, not for weed. Especially when we know it's like, I mean, like you can. So, like, you know, I speak on it because I just as a user, but as someone who provides a service, like let, let's start with this. Like someone like me, right, who appreciates the benefits. And, you know, like the way I feel, too, when I'm, you know, feeling good. But the difference between, like, eating edibles versus smoking marijuana, for example. Yeah. No, I mean, when you're eating edibles, I mean, I think, you know, I think it's going to be a little healthier alternative. I think so. You mentioned that, the smoking, you know, in your lungs. And if you smoke your whole life, like, you know, you might have some problems. Do you smoke? I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, at night usually. I yeah. Don't, you know, learned that a long time ago. I we used to get stoned all day. <laughs> you know, when we first started this business, yeah. right? I mean, it was ten o'clock break. Hey, roll one up, man. Let's right. go. You know, and and uh, but but then like as we you know grew into the industry, as we got more professional, and as as we had started having more employees and, and kind of growing our business, it it became apparent early on. Hey, we got to stop this. <laughs> right. Right. We're, we're, we're messing up everything. Right. You know, we're, 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 our productivity's down. Like just, you know, we're, we just messed up another batch. We just forgot to set the timer. <laughs> we're all stoned all the time, you know? So, right. so I don't really get stoned and, 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 you know, during the day when I'm working, uh-huh. you know, like, Same. like, like the old days. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, at night I like to, I like to smoke a joint, Okay. you know, and, uh, I like to eat cookies and, and, uh, we have our can of butter product. I love to drizzle a little oh, bit of yeah. that on my popcorn. You just start cooking with some of that. Yep. Like just something. Oh yeah. Anything. <laughs> yeah. Like any exactly anything. You can add it to anything. Right? They, did you ever? Did you ever go to uh, to Lowell Farms, the restaurant? I did. Uh, how I, I never got to go before they closed. It, I mean, it wasn't really like you know. Back then, there was the the rules and regulations in California are just they make it difficult on you. Huh. So it wasn't really like how you would imagine, like where you could the meals weren't infused, right? It was really a restaurant that had a dispensary kind of attached oh. to it. So they didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't as cool as it could have been. It was Got a it. happening spot. So yeah, and so it was the the food was not infused. You could just eat and get stoned there. Yeah, basically, basically, okay. and then well, that's and then, different. Yeah, and then no wonder happened. they happened. I don't know they. You know, they were people were sharing pipes and this and that, and it didn't didn't work out yeah. well. But, uh, but that it was a cool spot though for sure. Yeah, I remember ha- like everyone talking about it yeah. and everything. COVID happened and I never got right. to go and they never made it. They didn't make it out. But that would be a, that's kind of one of the dreams too. Is like, right? I mean, because what we do is we we just make our products, we sell it to the dispensaries, and, yeah. and that's great, right? We're we're kind of like a, a we're a CPG product that we sell to the the. the Dispensaries want to get in all the dispensaries. What's CPG? Just consumer packaged goods, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. So we want to follow kind of that Coca-Cola model, right? Right, where where you go into a store and they're going to have big peach treats. Right? Right. That's going to be the cookies in the store. Uh, but the the dream would be to have like like a, a bakery, a coffee shop type of thing, yeah. you know, where you can have fresh baked cookies coming out of the oven every day, and you know that that's pretty cool. But there's nothing quite like that yet. Is it? Um, is I mean, is it possible? Like, is it? With the law and everything, like I don't know what the laws they make are. It's difficult in California. I think it's not uh-huh. really possible at this point in California. Okay. Uh, we were going to need to work on just kind of changing some of those rules, but in some other states, possibly, right? Maybe New York City. Uh-huh. Uh, we're we're working on kind of you know what what the plan is for out there, right? Everybody's eyeing the East Coast right now. All the California brands and stuff are eyeing the East Coast and. Um, so that would be cool, right? And you got a lot of people walking around and stuff. So yeah. just having a little cookie cookie bakery 
you know, serving out fresh edibles. I would, that would, that would be pretty cool. I just, I think I, so I remember I actually, it's up here somewhere where, how, how close are we to Paso Robles? Uh, we're pretty close. It's a little south of where we're at right now. Okay. So I, by there on the I did a show there. You, you know, went I, up to 101, you drove yeah, by there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. I just couldn't figure like, cause I got, I went up to 101, but then it took me off and then I ended up here somehow just following my GPS. Right. Um, but I remember there was, there was a lady there that was like, oh, like I cook, you know, cause I talk, I, I must've been telling a joke about edibles. Cause after the show, she was like, she's like, Hey, I, I make all sorts of infused like dishes. She's like, I, I brought popcorn with me. Do you want some? And I'm like, I mean, I would love some. I just, I just can't have it cause I got to drive home. Yeah. It's like three hours to drive home. But she gave and it was great. But then she was showing me pictures of like steaks and all this stuff that she makes pies. And I'm like, Oh, that's like, that's a whole other thing. Cause you know, you think edibles, you think cookies, brownies, you know, that's kind of like what people think. But I mean, there's so many, there's, like you said, there's popcorn, there's obviously there's gummies and there's, and that, that's, that's different, right? Like the way that they make baked goods versus like other edible products. It's like, you guys mainly use butter, right? Like right. you're talking about, but with gummies and other stuff, it's different, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's just going to be more oil okay. based, right? Different types of oil, right? Whether it's distillate or rosin or. Or or whatever, right? right? So yeah. it's it's a different uh, different feeling, different high. A little bit, I think of, so. Yeah, I think so. I think I think our cookies hit you harder. Yeah, right with the can of butter. The edible is made with that full spectrum can of butter. Uh -huh. Right, that's what we call it, because uh, you're using the whole plant to make that versus uh -huh. just like the highly refined oil. So yeah, I think I think a cookie is going to hit you. A ten milligram cookie is going to hit you harder than I think a ten milligram gummy made with that uh, distillate. I think so too. For sure, it's more like a vape pen versus like a joint. Okay, a vape pen hits harder. I I would say a joint hits harder than a vape pen. Oh, interesting. Like where a vape pen, you're you're still gonna get high. It's not nothing wrong with it. Uh -huh. but I think that is kind of a good kind of, you know, it, it's just a it's just a little bit more mellow. I think. Okay, and then uh, this is just in my own experience, but I feel like alternating the kind of edibles I eat helps me not like have to continue to up and up my dosage yeah. i don't know if there's a there's no science behind it other than my own personal experimentation eh, you might be right yeah you know if you change it up a little bit right and not get used to the same kind of yeah uh, thing every time yeah probably it's like because I, I feel like it's like working out right like i'm always going to work out but you can't do the same things all the time because your body's going to get used to it and i feel like that's the same thing with with edibles like if you're doing the same one the same dosage every time like it's gonna because i because my whole thing is like like my brother smokes weed all day i love you adam my brother smokes weed all day and like i don't know how much he needs to like like i don't know what his normal is and i don't know what his like stoned right. is because like like he may I, I got sick off of one of his cookies before <laughs> and i'm like dude what the, and he makes great cookies because he's you know because he he went to school for like a horticulture or something so like he knows like he can look at a plant and be like oh that's a this and that's a that uh -huh. and so he makes the butter with he has like the oh, oh, nice. with the emulsifier what's it called crock pot something he has like a special machine that like, oh the magic butter machine yeah there you go there yeah. you go um and so yeah, he'll make cool. and it's but it's great like they taste great and whatever but like there's one time like i got really sick and uh i got really sick and uh my other brother was like making fun of me, dude. Like, how much did you get? Like, I just had a cookie, and he told my brother, he's like, dude, how? Why is he? It's okay. Um, he's like, why is he so sick? He's like, how strong are those? And my brother's like, I don't know. I had three of them. <laughs> like, so his tolerance is higher, and I don't want to get to the point where I just have to, you know, 
have like 100 milligrams just to like go to sleep you know yeah, so yeah. my trial and error is just like okay do cookies for a couple of weeks and then go to you know a brownie or go to this and then i can go back to the cookie and then i don't like have to keep increasing my dose this is like i said this is just I don't, there's no science. It's just my own personal. Yeah, I mean, I think if, <laughs> I think if you're eating edibles every day and smoking weed every day, you know, you are going to build a tolerance. Yeah. Right. So you know, maybe a, a good way to do it is just you know maybe take a couple of days off too if you're starting to kind of yeah build build that tolerance maybe right and then you take a couple of days off and it'll be like back to okay back to the first time you ever got stoned. Right. Yeah, I remember that we, t- we talked about it before, like, or did we talk about it on here? It was like the best night of sleep like I ever had. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I want to. This is this is just for funsies, but so you you lived in Oklahoma for you went to college in Oklahoma. I did for, for yeah, my last two years of college. For the last two years, so you spent yeah. almost as I spent two like, years. Yeah. I spent almost as much time in Oklahoma as you did, but it was yeah. more recent. Um, so we have that in common too. What, what a talk about your your experience in Oak because because you grew up, did you grow up around here? In I Santa grew up Cruz? in Santa Cruz. I was born okay. and raised in Santa Cruz, California. Eight three one, right on the beach. Eight three one, yeah, yeah. Uh, I always remember like the skateboard brand. Santa yeah, Santa Cruz, Cruz skateboards right, right here. Uh, so that, but then you went to Oklahoma, and had you been there before? You like, I'm assuming you went like on a recruiting trip. I went or on a recruiting trip. That uh-huh. was my first time going out there, and and the coach, you know, took me around, and um, and and you know, I mean, it was. It's not like I had a bunch of colleges lined up giving me full rides, <laughs> you know. So. I had a scholarship and 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 it was Oklahoma and it was kind of like hey this is gonna be cool yeah yeah you know what I mean and and uh, and we were going out there to play baseball really and it can't be I mean going anywhere to play baseball it's just like yeah. you know it's baseball so it was awesome no we had a great time out yeah there, man. we had a lot of fun no doubt what uh what was it a culture shock at all for you you know um, I think the school was a little bit right because it was a Christian university oh, that's so the right. first day we go there we're doing our um, you know introduction and they make us sign a paper saying hey we're not going to do drugs have sex or drink alcohol <laughs> and so the baseball team lines up and we're all looking at each other going okay guys like Good luck we ain't that, doing this yeah. we're, 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 we went home and smoked a joint and, <laughs> you know you know what i mean so we we didn't right we, we signed the paper but we did not uh, was this was this one of those uh, christian schools where you have to go to like chapel x amount of time per week we did. We had chapel and yeah. all that. You know, I got lucky though, man. You know, and they they took good care of me. Uh, you know, they put me in the adult program and criminal justice, so I barely even went to school, honestly. But so I, well, part of my program, my my major, uh-huh. I didn't even. I don't even think I went to chapel once. <laughs> they say, I remember like because you know I did the same thing. Like you know, went to different colleges and whatever to do. And I remember uh, Azusa Pacific, which is like yep. outside of LA a little bit. And I really liked the school, really liked the coach and everything. But then they took us to the chapel. You know, you're going to have to come here three times a week. And he didn't kind of give me, like, the you probably won't have to go kind of thing. It was just like, so they sold it. Like, this is going to be part of And it was just so, I grew up Catholic. So, I and, you know, nothing, I mean, say what you want about Catholicism. That's just how I grew up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the worst church. I mean, you're sitting I mean, there for an hour and a half. But it's like, but it's like. You know what's coming. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you're sitting, you're standing, yeah, right. you're kneeling. Like yeah. you do the sign of the cross. You you take communion. Like it's you know, and you know, like when they get to this prayer, like you're like, all right, we're probably almost done. Right. We're like, as a Christian church, like you know, everyone and like growing up Catholic, like they would sing, but I would not sing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I wasn't like 
in the choir I just went and you know kind of part of why I went is because a lot of my friends that were in youth group like and also there was like some hot girls there and whatever right like these are all horrible reasons to go to church but you know um but then you go to this christian experience and it's just way different like everyone's holding hands and singing and crying and i'm like <laughs> like this is not for me dude like i can't and so i ended up not going to that school but looking back i probably would have played more and been like more a part of the, you know what i mean like i wanted to go to like a baseball school instead of going somewhere to play baseball but that kind of turned me off was like the christianness of right. it but yeah i say that was the biggest culture shock for yeah. sure okay right? and just just that that small school right? we and but i mean our whole team was like like probably half our team was guys from california okay right you know because california is the best baseball yeah. state and there is right and, and i think so people well, it is people in texas and florida might argue but southern california yeah, has more pro baseball players in the major leagues than any other see, state. you just heard southern it. cal you heard it from pete right there so we know yeah but yeah. so so we had a, a team and we all stuck together and okay. that type of thing right yeah, but yeah. but no doubt it was definitely a culture shock man coming from from santa cruz california going to oklahoma yeah dude but it was fun but also uh because if it was in oklahoma if it, it's in oklahoma city yeah i, I always tell people like you know because I, I mean I, I was there for like a year basically um oklahoma city is like that's a culture shock in itself but then like where i was staying like where my where where my ex is from like yeah. that's even like oh, yeah. like people in Oklahoma City are culture shocked oh, yeah. when they go to that part you know so there's like these little towns you're like oh like what year is this you know what oh, i mean yeah. like that was the culture shock for me it's like Oklahoma City it's like yeah like yeah some places you it's go it's a metropolitan city right exactly I mean, and it's grown yeah. especially yeah. since like since the thunder moved there and that yeah. might, but probably happened right when you were the in thunder school, moved right? there the year i was, okay, yeah, was my say. first year there yeah yeah so since then like that whole area like oklahoma city bricktown has kind of evolved right kind of like well i don't know well the, the dodgers isn't there minor league team yeah, yeah. yeah. oklahoma city so the dodgers uh dodgers triple a team and i don't think it was back then back either. then it was i think the, the cardinals or something it was they, the rangers yeah and, and someone else too like you know, yeah you know minor league teams well. switch off but yeah i don't remember what year the dodgers took over oklahoma city back, yeah. uh, but they also have uh tulsa is their double a team yep uh so you know just like more and more stuff so like oklahoma city is you know a city there's a lot to do right and then you got got the college town norman right down the road yes and there's fun there's, there's a cool there's a cool like nightlife yeah scene. the brick brick town yeah. yeah i actually you know i always talked about um opening a comedy club in oklahoma uh -huh. when i was with uh my girl maybe i still will someday but norman would be a place i would want to open it anywhere like i feel like where there's a college uh -huh. And there's like college nightlife is like because downtown Santa Cruz is like same thing. It's like college town. Yeah. You know, like there's bars. There's, you know, yes. I don't think they, they don't have any comedy. Uh, no, they don't down they, there. But they, they do. Should. They, they might do some comedy shows. Like I think at the Crow's Nest, they do some something. Some maybe like Sunday nights or, or something like that. Or they used to. I don't know if they maybe. still do. I, I think a lot maybe. of a lot of places try to do comedy. And then yeah. it's it's like. A, having a club is the, obviously the best environment, you know. Yeah, I got uh, some friends down at uh, the Laugh Factory. Uh huh. You know. Sorry, guys. I'm getting reverb here. Test one, two. 
can't hear it. It's okay. Uh, you, you have friends that work at the Laugh Factory? Yeah, I just got some friends that are connected down there oh, like, okay. on uh, Laugh Factory. I might have to introduce you. Yeah, who's your friend? Oh, well, uh, this guy Juice uh, is... Uh, Juice. Juice, yeah. I like knowing a guy named Juice. Yeah, he's cool. He, <laughs> he, he gets us in there, I think, on uh, is it Tuesday or Thursday. Does he work night. there? No, he's just connected okay. through like George Lopez and oh, some okay. of the some of the comedians yeah. and stuff. And so we go down there on uh, I think it's Ruby Tuesday. Oh yeah, yeah. Ruben Ru- Paul. Yep, yep. Yeah, and so we met show. Ruben and we go down there and we okay. you know every time I'm in LA on a Tuesday night we go down. Laugh there Factory is it's prob- hilarious. I mean, Laugh Factory comedy store is like you know for everyone that's like in at the comedy store like the best comedy club, but. I've always loved the Laugh Factory because you're a little bit closer, like mm-hmm. on that stage, and for the acoustics are better because of how it's like kind of set up. Um, I love the Laugh Factory. It's hilarious. I mean, and the, the guys going through there are just so damn funny, too. Yeah, I mean, some of them. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, but also, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, com- oh, I definitely know the comedy store is 21 and over. Laugh Factory, I th- I'm pretty sure, is 18 and over. Um, so, you know, you get a little bit of a younger crowd at the Laugh Factory, which I like, but, but I've also noticed that old people fucking love me, dude, and I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, whenever there's old people, like, tomorrow night I'm at the casino. Um, oh, there you go. Kanakti. Yeah, right. Um, and then whenever I'm at casinos, it's, you know, probably a lot of older people, and I'm always just like, fuck. But they love it, dude. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Like, I don't, I don't know, because I, I don't think... That I have material that resonates with older. I'm, I'm talking when I say older people, I mean like, sorry, but like you know, late '60s and '70s, and yeah. maybe like older than that. And they usually all I cuss a lot on stage. Maybe we'll just send you the nursing home. That's <laughs> maybe that Dude, you could just go around all the different nursing homes. Do you know what's so funny? <laughs> so this is this had to be God, eight or nine years ago. There was this guy that came to one of my shows. Random. I mean, you know, think about. And this is another reason why I moved. Uh, I had to move back. To California from Oklahoma I mean I, I had never intended on staying there you know like we were talking about before like most people if you're from Oklahoma you want to move back or stay there but if you're not from there you're just kind of passing through right like yeah. can't wait to it's a flyover state exactly, exactly trash burning states is one of my friend called <laughs> it which is fucking true to people burn their trash there but um, it was like the thing about where if I'm performing there's two comedy clubs in Oklahoma City well there was two comedy clubs in Oklahoma City one closed um, but if you worked one you couldn't work the other one they just wouldn't let you got it sucks because yes. it's like there's only two clubs there right you know um, so the one that I worked it was just like you know I could do good shows here and you know crush and all that stuff but there's probably not going to be anybody in the audience that can change my life mm. yeah right it's just not going to happen like it's Oklahoma like yeah. no one there's no big executives from Netflix or whatever, like hanging out at the Looney Bin or even at Bricktown Comedy Club. Um, so when you come back to LA, you might be at a shitty bar doing a show, but that one person that's in that bar could be, you know, Tom Hanks or his son or whatever, right? You just never know like who's going to be in the audience. I did, I did a show for two, I, I don't know if I talked about this on this show, but there's one time where I did a show, there's two people there. And I was helping my buddy run, the, like he ran the show, but I was just helping him. Um, like just working the door, checking IDs and stuff. There was two people at the show. One of them was uh, the casting director for for Big Bang Theory, um, and the, I don't remember what the other guy was. But I was like, oh wow, like I should be funny. But everybody, <laughs> all the comics that came, you know, comics have this weird thing where it's like, even though they're nobodies, which I'm a nobody, like 
they shit on the audience if there's if there's a small audience as if it's their fault that there's only four people in the audience or, you know what I mean like mm-hmm. oh then they make a jokes about it and whatever and like how dare there only be this many people and so the, every comic that went up that night did that thing like you know I'm just gonna I'm gonna work shit, shit on out. The, I'm gonna shit on the crowd and the fact that there's nobody here shit on the venue and so one of my buddies he was like an actual friend of mine after he got off stage I was like hey I was like you know that girl right there he's like yeah that's the casting director for Big Bang Theory and he's just like fuck I'm like so you get I should have told you before but I don't know why anyway but so there's a guy at a show and he's like yeah I'm, I'm working on this pilot where we go to different places that aren't expecting people to do like we're just going to show up and do stand-up comedy and see what happens so first place we went to was like a library and I went to and we were filming this right kind of like a rogue kind of like not like punk but like similar right yeah. And so we go to the library and I'm doing stand-up and they kick us out. We're like, okay. So then I go to McDonald's and same, I think it was McDonald's and I'm standing up and I'm doing jokes and they're like, hey, you can't do this here. And You know, like a few minutes of material. So then we go to, um, we tell the people at the, the retirement home that, <laughs> that we're, we're looking at a place to potentially uh, bring our, our dad or our right, grandpa right. or something. They're like, okay, so they're giving us a tour. And so while they're giving him the tour, the girl with the camera follows me, and I go into, like, the, the lounge area. And I'm doing stand-up for fucking old people that are dying. <laughs> and, like, half of them don't even know that, like, I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that right. I'm there or, like, what? But, like, some of them were laughing, and I'm like, dude, this is fucking crazy. And I remember this one lady was eating, like, pudding or something, and she's like, you want some? And I was just like, nah, I'm good. But, like... Old people love me. That's a more or less story. <laughs> like that could be your niche, right? Just oh go on the God. old folks' home tour. Yeah, like, but it was like, <laughs> I just never know what old people are gonna think is funny. But I don't even know how we got to talking about that. But I do know. Oh, we were talking about the Laugh Factory being like cool because it's younger. But yeah, so we'll see how. I've heard Kanakti, where I'm gonna be tomorrow night, is very, uh, very. There might be a lot of meth people there. Is what somebody told me. The other day, they're like, "Oh yeah, there's a lot of meth up there." I was like, "You yeah. got your meth material I have uh, ready?" Tons of meth material. Okay. I mean, that's half my act is talking about my dad. <laughs> so you'll fit right in. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's it's actually really interesting. I always, you know, like any anyone that's new to stand up, you know, everyone starts off. I feel like talking about sex and whatever. Like that's all we kind of like. We think it's funny. We think that our sex joke is going to be like the funny sex joke. Or, and then you realize that everyone when they're new talks about it. And then everyone's heard about it. You're just like, okay. <laughs> uh, and it wasn't until I really like found the truth and like talking about my dad and getting arrested and just all that stuff. And, and our relationship for that matter um, where people would come up to me after shows and be like, hey, you know, like my dad wasn't went to jail for meth or my dad was arrested for meth or my dad was a meth addict or my uncle wasn't like everyone knows people that were right. affected by meth which is no crazy doubt, yeah. it's such a bad drug yeah weed's so much better yeah like, I no. wish, <laughs> like like weed's so much better than meth it doesn't ruin lives right I mean, maybe it, i don't think so no i mean i don't think it does <laughs> i mean i guess there's some people that are you know that that are just probably you know lazy to begin with you know that just right. kind of you know 
So they they should take a sativa. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. But yeah, but it's but meth and the hard drugs, man. You know, we all everybody has somebody in their yeah. family or they really do, to, you know. And it's just ter- nasty stuff. Yeah, weed just is just better, and it's it's so like that's why we were talking. I don't know. We talked about this beforehand, but like how places like Oklahoma, for example, like or like Bible Belt places, right. like like Texas, right? Yeah. Texas, you could have a tiger. You right. could have fucking guns. You could give someone a gun, but they don't have legal weed. And right. you're just like, what is wrong with you guys? Like, know. Texas would be... Texas would be awesome if they had legal weed, It right? would be the best. Yeah, right, no doubt. I mean, like, I, I've considered... I've talked about it on here, but, like, I love Austin. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There, there's a big comedy yep. kind of thing growing there, and I'm like, fuck, that would be... It's, it's an alluring mm-hmm. possibility, but I'm like, there's no weed. I would have to get it fucking mailed to me illegally. Like, you know, it's yeah. like... Just come on, Texas. Figure it out, Texas. Yeah, like you guys can get hammered yeah, right. every night. That, and, that's a, and that's the thing, too. It's like, you know, alcohol is so bad for you. Whatever. Like, you have a couple of drinks, but like the health risks to involved with alcohol are so much worse than the health risks associated with marijuana. Like, there are yeah. no medicinal benefits to alcohol at all. Yeah, no, <laughs> they, they got to figure it out, right? I mean, we're, we're, we've come a long way. We have. But still, there's... I think I think there was like four um, legalization, you know, in different four different states that had legalization on the on the ballot uh-huh. this last week. Yeah, and I think two out of the four passed. Right? Oh, really? So still, where like, did it pass? Um, it passed in Missouri. Okay, uh, they need it. And I, I forget the other one, but in Arkansas, I know did not pass. They didn't. They love it. Weed there too. And they love and they have medical there. Yeah, they do. Doesn't, you know? So yeah, because I've been I go to Little Rock and yeah, Lowell. Once a year or so, yeah, it's not the best, but <laughs> right. So you're gonna need your medical card to yeah. get it or, or whatever. But but they love it there. Like whenever yeah. we talk about, they're like, ah, oh, we just wish it was recreational. It's like yeah, uh, I think most people are are okay with it. Yeah, but, you know, for whatever reason, it doesn't pass. Sometimes it doesn't pass, like because the cannabis industry is against it too. Be, right? I mean, that that's how, what happened in in 2010, uh-huh. uh, right when it was on the ballot in California. The cannabis industry was like, no way, right? No, no, we're, vote no, vote no. All Why? the di- because just the because of all the rules, regulations, oh, the excessive it. taxing, and yeah, that's and just not really knowing probably the kind of okay, you know, where we're we going. But then we prop, passed Prop sixty four, and you know, I mean, it's not a by nowhere near a, a perfect system. You know, the taxes, taxes and, suck here, and, and <laughs> the taxes and the and the the fees and the regulation is, is definitely crazy yeah la it's if you go to a dispensary you're paying 30 percent taxes right every county's different i think right and this is why the well yeah there's state taxes there's county taxes yeah. there's so i think taxes, la has so, the highest total so taxes er, every on. every jurisdiction is yeah. going to be a little different and you know and, and and we pay like a a tax on our gross receipts so every every cookie we sell we pay a, a royalty basically to santa right. cruz county crazy right so they're making this the cities and the state and they're making more money than than any business right off this stuff they're the only ones really thriving off off the cannabis because the the rules are set up i mean you see it in the news and stuff the the california cannabis industry it's a struggle it's not nobody's really thriving right now it's really it is it is not 
um, an easy business to get in. Everybody thinks it's, you know, we're all making millions of dollars and just, you know, stuffing our mattress full of hundred dollar <laughs> bills, but right. it's, it's not, I mean, there's a lot of overhead, a lot of taxes, a lot of fees that you have to pay every year uh-huh. that just kind of sets you back from the start right, right now. So, so they're definitely, uh, you know, as these new States open up, it's hopefully they're going to learn from, the mistakes that they've uh-huh. made in different states like california um and so yeah i mean they've done a few things you know to try to help us uh like they got rid of the cultivation tax because there's so many different damn taxes how many damn times do you have to tax right. something now the tax money if i'm not mistaken like a lot of it goes to like what like schools and different things it's right supposed like, to yeah it's supposed to <laughs> yeah yeah okay because I, I remember like like when uh Colorado is the first state. Right. They had like, okay, it's going to, we're going to give X amount to the police and the schools and whatever. And by the time that first year was over, they had donated, they had given more money to those organizations than any other, yeah. any other industry or whatever. And so people were like, okay, cool. <laughs> right. This is good. No and doubt. It's going to, and it's going to continue to get bigger. Um, but now the thing is, is like, there's a case to be made in California specifically because the 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 industry has not really grown over the last couple of years, uh-huh. and it should be growing. It should yeah. be like growing big every year. Every year should be growing, and the tax money actually the tax dollars actually went down last quarter, and I think the quarter before that. So they're ta- by by taxing it at such a high percent, they're shooting themselves in the foot because now anybody can buy weed off the street or yeah. from their neighbor yeah. for way cheaper than going to the dispensary. Like the so, black market stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everybody you know knows somebody that that knows somebody or or whatever yeah. that that has a few plants. You know, like you're saying, your brother has uh, knows how to grow it. So, um, I think there's a case to be made uh-huh. that if you lowered the taxes, they'd actually make more money, right? Because the volume would pick up, right? You see a lot of stores. I mean, a lot of the dispensaries in in LA, um, a lot of the dispensaries in San Francisco and stuff are are slow, man. Like they're not there's 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 some that have a line out the door for right. sure. But not every store is like that. I mean, yeah, it's interesting. I never thought of it from that standpoint. Like, because I, I mean, you see like places like MedMen or whatever. Like, and it's like they have to be making so much money just because of what they're charging compared to like what cost is and whatever. You know what I mean? Um, but a lot of that's gonna be the taxes too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're 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 big and and they have some big locations too. Yeah. Right? And but they also probably have some locations that don't do as well. Uh huh. You know so. I mean, so you're a public company, you could look it up. Yeah, we could, huh? <laughs> um, what's uh, what's like? What what do you guys got planned? Because I know you you guys have a couple things. Uh, you have collab with uh, uh, um, Mike Tyson, Green Thumb. Well, you got yeah. you had that too. Yep. Yeah. So you guys just started. You guys just launched a Mike Tyson collab. We um, did the oatmeal cookie, right? Yep. Hundred milligrams. Yep. Um, so how did that come about? The, well, the cookie that packs a punch, right? And right. So yeah. Um, how did that come about? Yeah, I know it's pretty crazy, right? We're, we're you know we started my dad's home kitchen. Now we got to deal with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Um, we got to deal with Be Real from from Cypress Hill, yeah. right? That was kind of that first like co- collab. Actually, before that, we have one with Cookies too. So we have three collabs. Okay. Uh, ones with Burner and the Cookies crew. Uh-huh. Ones with Be Real and ones with Mike Tyson. So how did that come about? It's just, I guess, um, it, I you know they. Many years of just like being in the cannabis industry, we know a lot of people, uh-huh. you know, and, and so um, the people that the guy that that runs Mike Tyson's business, he's a longtime friend of us, a oh, friend perfect. of ours, right? And the, so the CEO, and um, it's I guess it's, you know it comes down to who you know sometimes, right? right? And so 
and and they know and we and we're the top selling cookie right in, in california and and by a long shot and so rightfully so yeah and so i think yeah you know if they're gonna make a cookie they're gonna come to us hell yeah you know and then and we just we knew like when that guy got the job the guy adam adam wilson he's a ceo and he's a longtime friend of ours and uh, you know when he got the job i was like okay sweet hey adam we're gonna make this cookie and yeah and, and you know that's how it worked honestly that's awesome have you met mike tyson yeah we're gonna well <laughs> I, i've met him before uh-huh. uh, yeah and um, we're gonna meet him in vegas next week okay we're gonna be hanging out with him and rick flair no that's awesome <laughs> is, is rick flair like a, a weed guy yeah uh, rick flair is part of their crew as well okay i mean i i feel like I, I i grew up loving wrestling Me too like i loved i mean i still i still love my, my brother uh is a big like he still watches like AW and WWE, um, so he kind of got me watching it again. And also like COVID, like when there was nothing on, wrestling was still going. Right. You know, like I remember WrestleMania with nobody in the audience, and I was like, well, fuck, dude. At least they're trying. You know, like yeah. that was early on in right. COVID. You know, that was April. COVID started in March. Um, I kind of started watching wrestling again. Um, but what I was gonna say was like a lot. You know, the you see those things like that pop up like on Yahoo or whatever, like all these old wrestlers that, you know, they died of heart attacks because they were on painkillers or right. oxy or just God knows what. Yeah, cause steroids, all, all kinds of Everything, right? And uh, you're like, man, like if they just probably would have maybe didn't weed instead. Yeah, no like, doubt. They would not be. Football. Yeah. Same thing, right? Yeah. They, they, they hand these guys pain pills like it's so candy. Sad, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and now I think just recently they started, I think, in the NFL – yeah, they. I think they can. They can. They can smoke now. I yeah, think, pretty sure. Which is definitely yeah. in the MLB, they can. Yeah, and the NBA, I think yeah. they can. And and so football, got you know that. I mean, they need that stuff, man. If they can't, yeah, you know, smoke cannabis or or, or consume edibles or, or cannabis in the NFL, that's a that should be a crime. Yeah, so much better than what's what's I'm trying to think of uh, what's what are the cortisone and all that stuff. It's just like so bad. It's yeah, it's bad for you. You only kind of want to take that stuff like once. I have a. I have a. Uh, Mike, I can't. St- I'm gonna tell as much of the Michael, Mike Tyson story as I can. You guys will see why I can't. So, I'm assuming he lives up here now somewhere, right? Because his farm is up here somewhere, right? I, I, you know, I think he lives in Florida, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but his his thing is up here somewhere, right? Like Santa Barbara area. Or well, something? you know, he, they they're all over. Man. Okay. Tyson 2.0, right? They're yeah. all over uh, the state. I th- I'd say they're out of, out of any cannabis brand, and they're relatively new. Tyson 2.0. I mean, they haven't been around that long. Uh-huh. But they're like, you know, they've they've moved quickly. They yeah. have a smart business team, and they've got into like 20 states already. Wow. I mean, it's Mike Tyson's. Of name, course, right? yeah. It's, I mean, he's he's Mike Tyson. So I was at the gym in Woodland Hills. I don't know why. He, Mike Tyson walks into the gym and I, I'm, I'm a big workout guy. I don't talk to anybody at the gym. Like I, I just, I see people, I know their faces. Like we all work out at the same time, but I don't know anybody at my gym. I don't talk to people at the gym. Mike Tyson comes in and I'm just like, man, if there's ever a time I'm going to talk to somebody. It's going to be, it's Mike Tyson. But then everybody is like taking pictures with him. And I'm just like, I can't, like, I don't like when people bother me at the gym. So I'm not going to bother them at the you know but everyone's taking pictures and he's super cool like he's taking pictures of people and i'm just and it's early it's got to be like six o'clock in the morning like you know and i'm like i'm not gonna bother him so uh as fate as fate would have it as i'm leaving the gym i I, i'm walking out and i noticed that mike tyson's coming up behind me and i'm like okay this is gonna be my opportunity so i hold the door open for him and uh he looks at me he goes thank you my 
and he uses the n-word <laughs> and i'm like fuck yeah dude mike tyson just like, <laughs> like seal of approval dude like hell yeah like that was it like my career's made mike tyson <laughs> called me the n-word like i love it dude it's yeah. awesome <laughs> yeah. uh, that's mike tyson yeah story. no mike tyson he's a he's a <laughs> special person for yeah. sure man he's a he's an american like icon a tre- national treasure it's like it's it's so weird because like you know obviously him and snoop are huge mm-hmm. cannabis and advocates and you know whatever but like if you think about like who those guys were like snoop was a gang banger gangster rap you know murder was the case like literally on trial for murder um and then mike tyson obviously the baddest fucking dude on the planet like i grew up watching mike tyson knock dudes out yeah first round second round like he was and he would play in the video game right like tyson's punch out like and then obviously he got into some trouble but then to see who where those guys were then and now just everyone loves them right like they're just universal nobody doesn't i I mean you might have a couple a few white women that yeah want to protest against mike tyson or whatever like that's usually how it works and i i understand that um but he i I feel like he did his time and i don't want to get into that but like they're just completely different characters now yeah but everyone loves them they're so lovable yeah and these guys that you know grew up you know, yeah. being real tough. That's right? what I'm saying. Like, it's just like, it's just so different. And, but it's like, and, but weed is such a big part of their personality. It's just like, it's awesome yeah. to see. Uh, well, dude, I don't want to take up any more of your time, dude. I, you've given me so much uh, information and tours. Like, like I said, for like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, anything exciting with Big Pete's to look out for, like in the future? Man, a lot of a lot of exciting stuff, right? We're expanding into a bunch of new states. Yeah, so your dad's like everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he's out in Florida right now. Yeah, uh, so we got we, we got we got our cookies out in Florida, right? We're yeah. in about fifty five stores with Liberty Health Sciences. So all the Liberty Health Science stores in Florida, you can get our chocolate chip, our double chocolate cookies. We're gonna be we're setting up shop in Arizona, and Nevada as we speak. We'll probably be launching by like the end of this year, early next year, in both those states, uh, Nevada and Arizona. And then we're also um, early next year we'll be launching in Canada. Oh, wow. As well as uh, Michigan. You know, we're working on some of the East Coast states like Massachusetts, uh, New York, New Jersey. So a lot of expansion, a lot of product development, kind of doing new products. We, we got our can of butter that's available now. Yeah. You can bake your own products or just put it on your toast. Uh, that's been going really well. So, so yeah, a lot of exciting stuff. We're ex- very excited just about the future of our family business. Right, yeah. We've been doing this 13 years, and we're still having a lot of fun. And we're, we're very excited about the next 13 years or the next couple of years, you know, and then oh, yeah. kind of just keep building the family business. And we didn't get into this, but um, you're a big Giants fan. I am a big Giants I, fan. I, I forgot. I forgot we didn't get into this. Uh, Pete's a big Giants fan. It's fine. Uh, yeah, just slam the door, guys, I'm when a, you come in here. I'm a big, they can't hear it. Uh, there's a... I'm a big I'm a Dodger fan, Pete's a big Giants fan, but it works. See, we can, we could still get along. We can still get along, but, um, you know, the, the Dodgers have had a... A good a good team here. Um, the Giants won three World Series yeah, rings, though. The Dodgers okay. have won. The Dodgers won one in a COVID-shortened Con, Bush League season where I they played know. 50 games. 60. Okay, whatever. But the, so the Dodgers <laughs> suck. The Giants are on the free agent market. Okay, I think they free are. agency they starts are. today. It's and, and the inside ball that I know. The Aaron Judge wants to come. Aaron Judge is coming to the Giants, yeah. man. So I hope he does. Me too. I hope, I hope he does. Because uh, I, I this is this is me, and I, I have a Dodger podcast, but uh, yeah, I, I talk. I, I use podcasts to talk about things that I enjoy because I can't really talk about them on stage. Uh, but um, I always feel like the rivalry is best yeah. 
when both teams are good. Right. And that, you know, two years ago we had right. that. And it was great. It went down like, to a check swing. Literally. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like there's, it, there's always going to be those seasons when, like, the Dodgers suck or the Giants suck, whatever. And it's just it's still going to be a rivalry, but it's the most fun when they're both good. Totally. So I hope that they get Judge. I do. Yeah. And Trey Turner, maybe. No way. That's what they're saying. Not I do yet. not we'll hope. See. I do not hope that. Well, you don't hope. But. No, I hope they get Aaron Judge though. Yeah. I, if they got Trey Turner, that would hurt my feelings. Yeah. I think if they got Aaron Judge, they probably can't afford Trey Turner. I think they can open up the. Maybe, maybe they could. They could. They, they print money, man. They, they built that stadium. That stadium's paid off. They have yeah. all the real estate around there. The Giants have so much. It's a nice stadium, money. and I hate to admit it, but it yeah. is a really nice stadium. It is. It's the best uh, stadium in major leagues. It's got to be. It's not. It's just not. That's bullshit. <laughs> it's not. It has another. Like personally, I love Fenway. Have you been to Fenway? I have. Okay, that that okay. to me is okay. like okay, like Fenway's a great. Okay, Fenway's just, a close just like number any, two. Any stadium where like you can take like the train, you know, and you're just like right you there. Do but that to the Giants, they take the train kinda. right there. But I mean, I'll give you the Fenway history, because yeah. of the history, yeah, Babe history. Ruth. It's like it's like uh, it's pesky a, pole, the green monster. Yeah, all that stuff. It's just like it's just it's the yeah oldest stadium. It's the now. green monster. Too, it's the I oldest mean. stadium now. You know, but uh, the Giants. What other stadium can you hit a home run into the ocean? Uh, it's the bay, right? Not okay. the ocean. Well, it's the ocean. Um, you could do <laughs> What's it. What's the difference between the bay and the ocean? <laughs> there, people argue this. I, I don't. I always thought it was the ocean, and then someone's like, "No, it's the bay." Because remember, Max Muncie hit the home so run is off. Is it of salt water? I don't know. Yes. Yeah. It's it's, it's, yeah. But remember, Max Muncy hit the ball into the ocean yeah. or into the bay or whatever, and then he got into a shouting match. And like, go get out of the ocean. And then the people right. are like, well, it's actually not the ocean. It's the bay. So you're <laughs> like, all right, well, whatever. Okay, uh, well, yeah, like, Max Muncy. Yeah, that's uh, a big home run. The Pirates, they have a stadium that's right off the river, and then the, the Reds as well. But I don't think anyone's hit it in the ocean. No, it, 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 it would have to – like the red – on TV, it looks like it's it, – it, it, it would have to bounce and bounce and bounce. Yeah, 700-foot home run. Yeah, right. so I think – in Pittsburgh, you can, but San Fran is the only place where it could, on the fly, yeah. go into the ocean. So, what about Barry Bonds? Okay, Wait, give me before we wrap it up. Okay, is Barry I, Bonds going into the Hall of Fame? Man, see, here's this is the argument for Barry Bonds. Um, the argument is that he was a Hall of Famer before the steroid use, right? Like he that's, was. That's the argument, right? Um, but at the same time. He he came up in an era where everyone was doing shit. Like, right. Even before, like, it really went crazy with like Sosa and McGuire. Like that. That's really when things were just ridiculous. But even before that, guys were on stuff. What about Pud Rodriguez? He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Was he on steroids? Yeah. Well, he the year they started testing, he lost forty pounds. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's it. I I think like to then this is just me for real. Uh, all those guys, you know, Clemens, Piazza. Piazza's in now, right? Piazza's in. Yeah. Okay. Well, so like, he was. I mean, yeah. So like the Clemenses <laughs> and like you know, I'm trying to think of Clemens, Bonds, Sosa, Wire. I think all those guys should get. In. And if you want to like be nitpicky, just have a separate, a separate area of the Hall of Fame where you're yeah, like, yeah, call them the okay. steroid era. Yeah, call the steroid area because baseball looked the other way. They didn't care. Yeah. They, they they only cared about ratings. They're not giving you uh, back the money. I think I think when uh, I think Barry's thing was like he wasn't likable. Barry was media. such an asshole to yeah. the sports writers. Yeah, he he and was. Now they're taking the it out. On him. Same with Roger Clemens, probably too. Yeah, he was the, an asshole too. The media did not like him, and that's 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 it, man. Those guys will never forget. But how, those are the best, two of the best baseball players of all time. I know, it's sad. 
and they're and so they're going on the veteran committee i think they is what they call it yeah and so they get I, one more chance this year then there's but there's like those people like uh like maury wills that just got in right. or whatever like right and so yeah that's after the, the fact like yeah. it's like yeah. way after the fact or whatever so i mean i think eventually they all get in even conseco like conseco had huge numbers obviously he was the first one to kind of come out and be like yeah we were all juicing right and everyone's like no we weren't and yeah. then he's like the truth guy now yeah. which yeah. is crazy but um yeah, I mean, I think eventually they all will. I just think there's got to be. I think as new uh, new people get to vote, you know, eventually right. it'll get to the point. But you hope that it won't get to be where it's so removed that they're like, I don't even know who these guys are. I don't know. But I mean, as a Dodger fan, I'm just like, I, I will. the The most fun I think <laughs> were like those Dodger Giant games, especially at Dodger Stadium when like there's just. I'm not one of those guys, but like there's fights. And oh yeah whatever and then uh my my best memory was uh dodgers giant i don't even it had to be like 2006 probably barry was still playing maybe 2004 might have been 2004 when did barry retire do you remember probably around 2006 yeah, or seven maybe. or eight some somewhere around then so it was dodgers giants and giants were probably the better team at that point whatever i don't remember but all i remember is uh, somebody throwing like a huge uh, inflatable like pill bottle yeah, onto right, the right, field, right, right, dude. Right, right. And I'm like, that's the best, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. screw the beach balls like that. <laughs> Whoever fucking did that, because you had to have that made or yeah. something. I like, wonder if someone had a big syringe, yeah. too, or yeah, something. Yeah, like that was just like, that's that was pinnacle, like Dodger <laughs> Giant rivalry. And now it's like, it's, cause the games are so expensive now and whatever. Like, I think like, the fights and all that stuff that's not and there's not also like Dodgers Dodger Stadium with the new management and whatever like they've done a lot with like security and like people would always say Dodger Stadium's ghetto I'm like it ain't ghetto anymore dude right. like even if you're ghetto like if the ghetto people are going they're still ghetto people that have money because you can't be poor and go to a Dodger right. game anymore and same right. thing with the, like you know at what is it team what the fuck what Oracle Park Oracle no, right. it's been a million different things Pac like Bell Park that is, is not a cheap place to go either so no. it's like you filtered out the riffraff I think yeah. at this point and it's just about loving oh, I remember the biggest fight I've ever seen was at uh, Dodger Giants game in 1997 Candlestick with, with Candlestick Park yeah. it was like the last three games of the season it was the Friday night game the Giants won that the division that year on the last game of the season Okay. oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay when Brian Johnson hit the home run uh huh and that Friday night game, when Barry Bonds hit a home run that game and did the spin, you know, thing. Oh, that's right. right but, right. man, I swear this this uh, big old lady uh, Giants fan. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. This little skinny guy comes through, walking through the alley, spills, accidentally spills his beer. Uh. They're in, like, the front row of the upper deck. And this big lady, man, has this guy hanging over the edge, punching him out, just beating oh, the really? shit out of this guy. A lady? Yeah. So, so who was the Dodger fan? Some little uh, little dude, man. So, so, so the a uh, giant lady fan was beat beating shit up a small Dodger guy. fan. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I mean, I, I love the Dodgers, hate the Giants, but violence for me is just like, no, come on, dude. Like that's cool. just too much. Like you know, but it's not cool. Uh, well, dude, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, dude. thanks, Peter. Good luck in the season. I hope they sign Judge. I hope me they too. do not sign Trey Turner. But we'll have to go to a game next year. Oh, dude, I, for sure. This this time, for sure, this year, we'll, yeah. we'll make it happen, dude. Thank you, man. Right uh, all right, guys. Um, if you guys are listening to this, I'm, I'm going to be in McKinney, Texas, this week at the Comedy Arena, um, Friday and Saturday, st- November 17th and 18th. Okay.
So come. All right, bye.